Welcome to the Good Shepherd and the Child podcast, where we explore the spirituality of the Christian child through the method of the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. I am your host, Carrie Mecki Lozano. Today, I have Mary Heinrich back on the podcast, and she is talking to us about the value of friendship within catechists and how us having community with each other serves both each other and the child as well. I hope you enjoy. Mary, welcome to the Good Shepherd and the Child Podcast. Thank you, Carrie. I'm delighted to be here with you. I'm so happy to have you back. So Mary, in case anybody didn't hear the first episode that you joined me with, it's probably like two years ago now anyways, right? Um, How about you tell us a little bit about who is Mary Heinrich? Sure. My name is Mary Heinrich, and I am the membership coordinator for the United States Association of the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. I live in Des Moines, Iowa with my husband, and we have a 25-year-old daughter who is now coordinating catechesis of the Good Shepherd at a parish. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's wonderful to share that journey with her. Did she grow up as a child in the atrium? She did, since she was three and a half is when she first Um, We had an atrium in our home, and that's when she first heard the the voice of the Good Shepherd. That's really neat. So you have been a part of this work for a long time then. Yeah, I just have to think about how old she is now, and mine's (laughs) three years, and... I have a kid that that's my CGS marker as well. I was pregnant with that one. (laughs) Right, right. And your husband also has done formation. Is that correct? He has. It took about 17 years of begging. (laughs) He's uh, a wonderful material maker and woodworker. And he finally agreed to take formation. And he told me after the first day, I would have been such a different dad if Mm. I had done this back when you first asked. That's a great testimony. I love that. So I would really like to talk with you today, Mary, about um, what it is to be a catechist and that need for other catechists in order to do this work well. And I, it's not limited to just catechists, but we do need community. Um, within this work. So that's even within the parents, within the, the church, within our families, all of that. So one of those values of becoming a member of CGS USA is that friendship of catechists that we get to have. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure, I'd love to. Tina Lillig, who was our first national director, wrote so beautifully in the 2000 annual journal about the friendship of catechists. And I believe the article is actually titled Life of the Catechist, the Necessity of Friendship in the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. And she writes about the friendship that enables us to do this amazing work. And this friendship that supports and sustains our call and keeps alive our longing for that perfect friendship of the parousia. Can, can I just share maybe the first paragraph of the article that Tina wrote? Yes, please. She writes, <clears throat> I think it's significant that on the first morning of an international convenial or conference in Rome in October 1993, Sophia Cavaletti's opening words were about friendship. Her listeners, 46 of us, sat close together in a small room, 
Sophia spoke in the three languages of those present, Italian, Spanish, and English. She began by describing the unique friendship we have as catechists. She noted that when we come together, we feel we have already met, and even that we have been friends forever. She continued by saying that this deep friendship applies not only to those of us who were in the room, it includes those who are far from us, with whom we are deeply linked. Distance doesn't affect this friendship. Hmm. I think so many of us can say that as we got involved in this work that we felt what Tina was talking about and what Sophia was talking about with that connection that you feel with the other people who see the value, see the beauty um, that is this work, that is the child. Yes. You just kind of feel a kindredness with them. You know, I recently spoke with my level one formation leader, Carol Dittburner from St. Paul, Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And she recalled for me a conversation she had with Sophia on the importance of friendship in our work. And she said what impressed Sophia so much was the friendship that came through our work, just what you spoke about, that Sophia could never have foreseen this happening in her life, that through the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit sent that first child to her through her friend, Adela Kostanyoki. And it made me really stop and consider about how the Holy Spirit works through the friends in my life. Mm. Um, and then Carol went on to share with me, you know, what a gift, what an unexpected blessing, Sophia said, that she had in her life because of the friends that she had that were all different ages, from all different countries, all parts of the world. And you think about all of those people that she kept in contact with, that she corresponded with over the years. It's just amazing. It is amazing. And, you know, I, I got to see some of that in action the first time I visited Rome. Um, after the children had left for the evening, Sophia and Francesca and the other catechists gathered in the level two atrium. And they sat in a circle of chairs in the middle of the atrium just to discuss with, um, I, I really think, particular attentiveness to the religious life of the child. And... Actually, Carol Dittburner was seated next to me that night, um, and she would periodically lean over and whisper in my ear in English what, what had been <laughs> in Italian among the catechists. And, of course, I have to mention where two or three are gathered in my name, there shall be snacks. So yeah. <laughs> and candies and um, some things there that were shared. But what was really shared, what I witnessed from those catechists was um, – they were telling one another what they observed in the atrium that night. They were telling stories and they were deeply listening to one another. And there was laughter and um, just a great bond that you could see between these women. And I know that practice built a, a deep and sustaining friendship among those catechists. And as Tina wrote in that journal article, um, Often when catechists gather, there's a feeling that we've we've already met um, that's experienced and celebrated. And they enfolded me in part of that um, in the atrium that night. And, and it's for that reason 
that part of our vision as a national association is that regional groups are going to be encouraged in every part of the nation. Because in our regional groups, that's where we find that local support and fellowship that we can share what we've observed in the atrium and listen to one another's stories. So really from the earliest days of our association, from what I understand, the catechist who received formation in those first courses wanted to continue to nurture that friendship that's been formed in this work and stay connected to one another and keep informed of any developments in this work and what was being received by the children. And, and that's really how our association was born. They wanted to keep that connection together. Mm, I love that. I love hearing about how Sophie and Jana in those first ladies would gather after they had the time with the children to discuss what they observed. I, I think that that is really beautiful and um, such a great witness to the rest of us for that friendship that you're talking about, that we need each other to really be able to process what we are doing. And I think that that's such a perfect piggyback into what Autumn was sharing with us in the last episode about theological reflection, because we really need to see things through each other's eyes in order yes. to maybe see the way God is working. And that's really neat that Sophia and Jean were doing that without even realizing it. And then that's really where our association comes from, is that desire for community, that desire for friendship. When I first started the podcast, I was living up in the Northeast Georgia mountains, and there wasn't anybody near me that was doing catechesis there. And so I felt very isolated, and the podcast gave me a little bit of community back. And that was so important to me. And I hope that the different things that we do in our association really does that for other people as well. So how about you share with us some of the other ways that we can connect with each other so that we don't feel that isolation? Sure. Well, and, and I just want to lift up about, again, how Sophia and Gianna met. I mean, it was Adela Costagnocchi, again, the person who brought that first child to Sophia that connected Sophia and Gianna to one another. And we really just have to look to the friendship that was between those two women and how rich and beautiful not only their collaboration was in this work, but the, the genuine friendship that was found there. When I was talking with Carol Dittburner, my level one formation leader, um, she was talking also about the gift of co-mentorship, about that mm. gift of friendship, about how we are really called to, you know, as you said, work with one another and walk with one another as catechists how much we, we learn from one another as catechists. We, we need that. And, you know, Jesus in his wisdom, he sent the apostles out two by two. He didn't send them out in isolation. Mm -hmm. So that collaboration, that friendship is something that Gianna and Sophia imparted to all of us as being something so precious and so important. Mm. And so that, that's our model. Um, that we follow and, and why we have regional groups, why that's to be encouraged in every part of, of the United States. And so why, why would we want to meet together as regional groups, uh, you know, to, to talk about what we've seen in the atrium, but we also get together to help one another make materials, mm -hmm. um, to work on album pages, <laughs> to pray together. And there are all sorts of resources, Carrie, on our website for us to take part in the book studies 
are a wonderful resource that catechists can use and, and get together and share. They can listen to the podcast and discuss what they heard. We have a variety of videos on our CGS USA YouTube channel. You know, 10 years ago, we had our anniversary celebration in Scottsdale for the 30th anniversary of our association and the 60th anniversary of CGS in the world. And so a lot of the plenary speakers and just interviews with catechists and formation leaders telling about how they became involved in our work or the history of our work, all of those are available on our YouTube channel for folks to listen to and, and to discuss. So there's all sorts of opportunities you can invite the national director in or other speakers in. There's all sorts of things for us to do. And and soon, next August, we're going to be celebrating and preparing for our, the 40th anniversary of CGS USA. And that's going to be a wonderful celebration in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. And not everyone's going to be able to get together in person, but we want our regional groups to gather locally so they can live stream and watch with us and pray with us and celebrate with us. That's going to be a really fun gathering. It's going to be great. Yes, that's going to be a lot of fun. So tell me more about regional groups. So what kind of things should I consider when I want to form one? How do I get that going? Well, you want to think about what's the purpose of your regional group. And I'll just share from my own experience in Iowa when Shepherd's staff was starting, our whole purpose was to host formation courses so that CGS could grow in our state. And we wanted to be able to support those catechists as they were building Atria. Mm -hmm. And we've grown to offer, you know, retreats and material making sessions, bringing in speakers. We've had uh, Zoom events, you know, during COVID where we, and, and last year we had a Zoom event where we, you know, just all gathered together so we could talk to one another and collaborate with one another because now CGS has grown to all corners of the state. So you, you want to think about your purpose. What's the scope of your regional group? Is it for the entire state or just a city or a diocese? Are there other regional groups in your area that could help you? I know when we were starting in Iowa, we looked a lot toward the Sunflower region in Kansas because they were about six to eight months ahead of us mm -hmm. from, you know, writing their bylaws and, you know, incorporating and doing all this work. And so we really looked to them as a model for us. We were able to connect with them and ask lots of questions. Think about, well, is this going to be an informal group or, or more formal structured group? What kind of leadership? Are you going to have a board? Are there formation leaders in your area? What role are they going to play in the group? And then also how you're going to be connected with CGS USA. You know, we're really partners in this together. So, so many regional groups are organization members of CGS USA. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we, we want to partner together. You want to think about how frequently you're going to meet and really to look at what are the needs of your region and to start looking at, you know, what are our goals? for the next six months or the next year or the next 18 months or 24 months? You know, is it to create a website or a Facebook page for us to help connect with one another? And a good place to start is going to the CGS Facebook page and our catechist and support and discussion group and finding the wisdom that's shared there. 
Do we have stuff on the website specifically for regional groups to aid them in this process? We do. We do have a, a regional group page and we've got a list there of you know, what would be like the first steps if I was interested in starting a regional group in my area. And the first thing we'd like people to do is to contact us. Um, we might be aware of others in your area who are starting down that same path and we can assist you as you begin that regional group and help you in that process. And we ask you to gather with at least two other people in your region to begin this process, to begin to answer some of the questions to consider when forming a regional group, to find out how others in your region might have started their groups and began their journey. Um, so at least to find a, a couple other people to connect with in your region. Right. Right. And then also, as I said, to, to go to the CGS Catechist Support and Discussion Facebook page to help find community and support and other folks in your area. And then, as I said, connect with us with CGS USA to let us know what's happening in your area, your events, so we can advertise them on social media, um, periodically send door prizes or gifts from the e-store. Um, so we, we want to support you and work with you in your endeavors in your region. And as we look to our 40th anniversary, we're really hoping to have regional representatives that would assist CGS USA in making sure that the word gets out about our anniversary celebration. One of the things that we're hoping to do, actually we started this before COVID, was to do a, a mapping process of all the atria in the United States. and. We kind of had to halt that because of COVID and we'd like to pick up that work again because it's such important work for us. And so just like we're getting ready for Advent and Mary and Joseph traveled from Nazareth to Bethlehem for a census to be counted, we're, we're looking toward our members to help us with, with a census. And we're, we want to say we're counting on you members. Yeah. We're counting on you to help us register your atria on our website. So it's not Advent yet, we're not doing it yet, but very soon, very soon that will be open on our website and we are counting on you to help us register your web, your um, atria on our website so we can all be counted and we know how many of us there are, how many atria there are in the United States. This is an important work for us and it'll be important for our anniversary. And so I think our, our regions will help us in, in that. And we also wanna encourage, as we said, our regional groups in participating in the anniversary celebration. And so we'll have lots of things to share with you in January, as far as downloadable things to help you in your own local celebration. So we're, we're really excited about what's coming in 2024. Yeah, that's gonna be really great. One thing that I see so much value in those regional groups, so many people who go through formation, many of them are not members of CGS USA. So they don't get the journal every year. They don't get all the newest information, the updates, what have you. Um, so they very much in that way are isolated. And formation is supposed to be like a, a springboard as we continue to grow. It's, it's not the end of our formation. It's the beginning. And so 
I see those regional groups as being such a great way to help all of those who have gone through formation to continue to grow, to continue to be formed, to continue to see the child in a different way, as well as get the most updated information about presentations or materials or events or whatnot um, that could really help them. Those regional groups can be such great tools for that growth. I, I agree. And I look at our regional group in Iowa and some of my dearest and closest friends. Uh, it, it's, it's just such a, a sisterhood and now a brotherhood. We have a, a lot more men going through formation, which is great, but uh, just such a support. Yeah. It, it's just wonderful. So is your regional group, y'all have made it a nonprofit, like with bylaws and representatives and such? We have. We have a board. And a lot of the work that they're doing now is helping with formation and making sure formation is is happening and offering scholarships to folks, you know, providing the meals and the support for those formation courses to happen. They work so hard. They've offered a a Lenten retreat. I believe it was a Lenten retreat last spring. So they do all sorts of work in building up the CGS community in our area. That's really neat. Yeah. It's been a, it, it's been a real great gift. And y'all have a website that people could look at for your specific regional group? Or is that the other one? We do, but you know, uh, two websites, not, not anything about the Iowa website. It's wonderful. But two regional group websites that I really love to look at is um, the Sunflower Group and the Heartland Group in Kansas. Mm -hmm. I, they've, I think both redone their websites recently, and they're both really, really wonderful. So I'd encourage people to, to go there to see samples of, of great websites. And we also, if you go to our regional page, we have links to different regional groups, Facebook pages and their websites and contact information. Awesome. We'll put a link to that in the show notes so that people can just go straight to that from the CGS USA page. And, and that will be updating again in the next month. And we look forward to people sending us pictures of their events and information that we can put up there as well so people can get ideas of what's going on around the country and what other people are doing so they don't have to reinvent the wheel. They right, can just... And they can feel inspired to... Right. To really encourage that friendship amongst catechists. And as you're talking about show notes, too, maybe we could also put a link to Tina Lillig's wonderful article about the yeah. necessity of friendship. It's yeah. in the 2000 journal. So there's a, a compilation journal for that. It's also in a wonderful book that I feel like a lot of people don't know about. And every catechist should have this on their bookshelf. It's called Facets of Joy, mm -hmm. Bonds of Unity and Friendship in the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. And it, that was a book, I think it came out in 2014. It's a wonderful little book. And that article is in the epilogue, The Necessity of the Friendship of the, in the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd by Tina. So I'll put a link to that book in the show notes as well. If there's any coordinators of CGS listening, maybe they could get that as a Christmas gift to all their catechists. Cause great idea. It's such a great book. Such a great book. Okay. So Mary, before we finish, we have a listener who has submitted a question that I was hoping you could answer since you're a formation leader and have so much experience. I really would love to ask you this question. Okay. So she asked, 
how do I best train a new catechist aide or a catechist assistant? Do I start with Montessori methods and background, or should I start with how they can practically help in the atrium as well as what they should not do in the atrium? How would you train a catechist assistant, Mary? So that's a great question. If I'm doing an assistant training, I want to do at least a full day. So my answer to her question is yes, yes and yes. <laughs> I want to yes start <laughs> with, with that Montessori theory and that background. So they have that framework of understanding about what we're doing. And then I also want to talk about what are those you know, specific things that we're looking for for the assistant to do. I want to give them sample presentations in practical life in scripture and in liturgy. I want to talk to them about observation because that's going to be a big part of what we're asking them to do, writing down what, what the children are doing, what they hear as responses at the prayer table. So I would take a whole day. Yeah. <laughs> and when I've done a whole day, I feel like I'm, I'm just scratching the surface. It is, it is. I agree with that. I also do a catechist assistant training every year. And um, I was actually just thinking about this on Wednesday when I was in the atrium that I feel like some of the most important things for you to, to for an assistant, because an assistant hasn't gone through formation. So it's really like rewiring your brain when you go through formation. And so to become as an assistant who hasn't been through formation, it's extra hard. So to help them understand that if you're doing nothing, that that's a good thing. Right. <laughs> because I think sometimes as adults, we feel like we're being useless, you know, when we're standing around and nobody needs us. So we tend to intervene more unnecessarily. So to like help them understand that if you're standing there and not one of the children needs you, that that's a good thing. That's the goal is to do nothing. And, and then how are we checking in with our assistants you know, midway Ooh, through yeah. the year, you know, we always have catechists in service the beginning of January, but do we have a, an evening for assistance for them to sit and talk with us and That's tell us idea. how things are going with them and to see what kinds of questions that they have. Right. Right. Cause I'm sure they have many. I mean, just as the catechists need that ongoing formation, so do our assistants. So we need to make sure that we're taking care of them as well. Yeah. That's a great idea. You have resources for this as well, correct? There are resources on the website for our organization members, mm -hmm. for those churches and schools. So we have an assistant training or assistant formation, like a framework for, or an agenda for what you might do. We have the talking points for that session, uh, prayer service. So that's all available for our organization members on the website. And that is the outline that I use for the assistant formation that I do. And it's it's very well done. Well, Mary, is there anything else that you would like to lift up before we finish today? I just want to say thank you to all of our members for supporting CGS USA. And for all those people who this year have joined or renewed their membership. And there's quite a few catechists who, when they call to renew, they move up a level of donation mm -hmm. because I know they're helping out someone else who might not be able to afford membership this year. And so that that's a great gift. So we, we just want to say thank you to everyone for their support of CGS USA. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And I know I say this at the end of all the podcasts, but it is because we have members and the members especially that donate more than needed that we are able to do things like the podcast and what you do like with the parent pages and all of that. It's it's because of our members that we're able to do that. Well, thank you, Carrie, for the gift of the podcast for our members. When I talk to folks all over the country, they say this is one of the things they, they just look forward to um, on Wednesdays when they come out. So thank you so much for your work. Thank you. It is it is truly my joy. I get to talk to really awesome people like you. <laughs> thank you, my friend. I look forward to seeing you soon. Yes, me too. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of the Good Shepherd and the Child podcast. Check out our show notes so that you can read the article that Mary was referring to, written by Tina Lillig. It's called Life of the Catechist, The Necessity of Friendship in the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. And this is from the 2000 Annual Journal. So if you have that journal still, or you have the the collection, the book that's the collection of journals, then you can pull that out, or I'll put a link in our show notes if you want to purchase that. But I'll also have a link for you just to read the one article online as a gift to you. There's also some other links of different things that Mary and I were referring to throughout the podcast. I'll also include a link to the past episode that Mary had with us. Also, don't forget that we want you, our listeners, to submit questions. If you have any question that you would like us to answer, check out our show notes. There's a link that you can submit a question there, a question about what is Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, an issue in your atrium, a question about any of the topics that we've had in the past, any question that you might have that we could answer on the podcast. We are happy to do that for you. So check that out. This podcast is sponsored by the United States Association of the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. We would like to thank all the contributing members because you are making this podcast possible. If you would like to become a member, or if you would like to learn more about the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, please go to cgsusa.org. Thank you all for listening. We will see you in two weeks. Go and fall more deeply in love with God.